Today is the 14th of April, Thursday of Holy Week. Welcome to the Daily Pause. This time of guided prayer, of literally pausing to immerse and entangle in the presence and love of God, is particularly poignant this week as we journey with Jesus on his path to the cross and empty tomb. Each day's readings will sequence with what Jesus was doing or saying on that day. Thursday evening finds Jesus struggling with his Father in prayer in the garden over the path before him. Welcome to today's journey. This is a good thing to do. This is a great place to be, especially this week. Let's begin. Jesus, I take a slow, deep breath just to pause now to be with you, to cease all striving, to not perform. As I open my hands, I let go of all that tangles my soul this day. Untangle me, Jesus, from all that is knotted within, all that my sin, the sin of others, and life in a sinful world delivers into my life, I release to you. I release everyone and everything that weighs heavy to you. This week, you hand me abundant opportunities to immerse in your love, your sacrificial love, your forgiving love, your saving love. Hosanna, save now, I pray. I immerse in your ransom for my soul through the age-tested words of the prophet Isaiah. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. For he was cut off from the land of the living, For the transgression of my people he was punished. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds we are healed. I admit my need, Jesus, for your substitutionary atonement for me. In my stead you gave your life. Oh, the grace I immerse in your grace that heals. I offer myself now for healing. In your presence, I become whole. They went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him. And he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, 
he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Mark 14, verses 32 to 40. When I think of Jesus and his death on the cross, the resurrection, the suffering that he went through, I will typically uh, focus mostly on the physical suffering. And I forget and kind of hardly ever think about how Jesus not only suffered extreme physical pain, uh, but also extreme emotional and relational pain as well. And I think these verses kind of pull that together because we see Jesus in his time of need ask his disciples to wait up for him, to support him, to keep watch for him. And what do they do? They fall asleep. Not just one time, but three times. And so can you imagine living your whole life uh, in scandal? People in the town knew about the dubious uh, his dubious birth, you know, was it really Joseph's son? What was Mary doing? All the talk that he had to grow up with, the looks that he must have encountered, his family not really understanding what he's all about. And then for a long time, the Pharisees and the rabbis, other religious elite, have actual plans and desire to murder him. And just, can you imagine what it must have been like to live your life with that kind of threat over your head? And then to still boldly do ministry, to still call them out, to still teach the way that he did. I know that I can't. And so I, as I read these passages and hear them, I'm struck by one, Jesus' strength, just the internal strength, the internal power that he had to fight all adversity, not just physical, but that emotional, relational as well. And also, for the first time, I noticed verse 40, where it says, when he came back, Jesus came back, he found them sleeping again. And the disciples did not know what to say to him. And so, oh man, does that hurt? I know, can you just imagine the shame, the embarrassment they must have felt? Can you imagine Peter and all his big words and boasting and his 
just the way that Peter is. Can you imagine his embarrassment? I know in my life, embarrassment is just the worst feeling ever, especially when you let somebody that you love down. Especially when you let somebody that you love down. And so what does Jesus do? How does he respond? Does he respond in anger? Does he respond with chastisement? No. He responds by turning to the cross. Jesus, when confronted with our shame, with our failure, with our embarrassments, what does Jesus do? He doesn't chastise us. He doesn't point out our wrongs. What he does is he faces the cross, and in all of his fullness, he sets it aside and dies so that you and I might feel the freedom and release from all of our sin, all of our failures, and all of our shame. So when you see Jesus and you don't know what to say to him in shame and embarrassment, when you lose words, how do you see Jesus? Do you see him angry, disappointed, frustrated? Or do you see him turn to the cross and die for you? As we return to the passage, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we open our ears to hear your word afresh. Help me to listen well and receive all that you have for me today. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Mark 14, verses 32 to 40. Jesus, thank you for coming to ransom me with your own life. I love you, worship you, trust you. 
I give myself over to you to be one with you in all things. I receive all the work and triumph of your cross, death, blood, and sacrifice for me, through which my every sin is atoned for. I am ransomed, delivered from the kingdom of darkness, and transferred to your kingdom, so that every claim being made against me is canceled and disarmed. I am forgiven. I take my place now in your cross and death, dying with you to sin, to myself, to this world, to the evil one, along with all my pride, arrogance, unbelief, and idolatry. I put off my old self. Apply to me all the work and triumph in your cross, death, blood, and sacrifice. I receive it with thanks and give it total claim to my spirit, soul, and body, my heart, mind, and will. I am free to follow you. Amen.